disclaimer, I've worked with a lot of therapists that do absolutely know how to work well in the psychedelic space, but they are not behaving like a therapist in that space. The amazing thing about the mushrooms is that they speak, they talk to you, they will answer questions, carry on conversations. Psilocybin just pulls up a chair on the porch and puts its feet up. Hello, welcome to another episode of Psilocybin Says. This is Courtney Rose. And Eric Osborne. We are talking about uh, something very important today in the world of plant medicine, and that is different forms of assistance or mentorship in the plant medicine space. Before we get into that, we want to remind you to check out our free webinar that we just released on the 25th of May. Three Steps to Success with Sacred Plants. It's about a 45-minute video, and there is a lot of valuable information in there, whether you have had an experience with plant medicine before or you're planning one, and uh, you still have a lot of questions and a lot of different things you want to explore about the experience and better ways to prepare and glean information from that experience this webinar will be great for you we also talk about our coaching program with more than integration at the end of the webinar so remember to stick around till the end of it you'll learn more about our 12-week program where we incorporate the proctor gallagher institute teachings into coaching to group coaching calls a week and uh, we're really excited about this program and for our clients that have already signed up you can also book a call with us after listening to that webinar if you would like to enroll so let's get into it eric mm -hmm. what's one term for a support person in the plant medicine space probably the, the most frequently used and maybe even the most historically used is guide which whenever I hear somebody say they're a psychedelic guide, I just kind of cringe. Uh, the dictionary defines a guide as someone that leads or directs another's way. And I think that is kind of the opposite of what we should be doing in the psychedelic space. Mm, yeah, I think of a guided meditation. Yeah, somebody's telling you what to think and see and where mm -hmm. you're going to go and... You know, there are instances where a guided meditation can be really helpful and maybe in the psychedelic space, but you better really, 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 really know and trust the intentions and the direction mm -hmm. of that person. For someone else to guide your subconscious is giving over a lot of authority when i hear the term guide i mean even in the definition like there's a significant level of ego there right oh let me take you let me mm -hmm. show you what you need to see and that's just bullshit like nobody really knows what you need to see and so the plants themselves should be the guide this, in my opinion this brings to mind t for me the whole debate about music <laughs> yeah a, oh yeah yeah no, that's why this is why i don't care for music in the experience 
it is guiding the experience, which, you know, I, I know for a fact from talking with people in the clinical space, like that's the reason that music was incorporated is to guide the experience. And that makes it easier on the person that's there holding space or that's there with you. It makes it where, you know, you're going to have a more predictable experience maybe, but maybe not as beneficial experience. I mean, why are you taking plant medicines in the first place? Are you taking them for healing or are you taking them for fun? If you're just taking them for fun, well, okay, go listen to some fun music and have some fun. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but, you know, it's very valuable and very sacred time. And my belief is that when you're going into that space, you want to absolutely get the most out of it, which it's such an individualized experience that to bring someone else's creation into that space and allow it to have such a heavy influence over my experiences that's not what I'm going for. I, I used mm. to say when I was working the retreats that I would, people would ask me about music and I'd say it was like horse, horse blinders, right? Mm-hmm. The blinders on a horse, they just keep them moving forward. They don't get scared or distracted by anything that's on the peripheral. And very often in the psychedelic space, the peripheral is where the really important stuff is happening. Yeah. Oh, for me, I think about not even so much in terms of avoidance with music or a guide, but that it's been so comforting for me in the past and my experiences to be in when I'm in nature and I am hearing the music of the trees and the wind and the animals. And that, that in itself is already so loud uh, with, uh, for instance, a sacred mushroom experience that, ooh, yeah, music is way too much for me. It's uh, yeah, it can definitely be, it can definitely be overwhelming. And a guide that someone that's trying to guide you through your experience can be equally in- intrusive and overwhelming. Yeah, uh, you know, we've we've at least I've know you've seen it. I've seen it. Probably many of our listeners have seen people who are trying to guide others through their psychedelic experience and yeah just get the fuck out of the way please stop let the people have their experience yeah. be there as a support uh, yeah so so what's another uh term what we're seeing increasingly in the psychedelic space it does seem to be kind of the next most common term that's being used and that is please don't throw rocks at me the therapist yeah. You, you don't said think that. a therapist should be in a psychedelic? Mm. Okay, so a therapist is defined by Webster's as an individual specializing in the therapeutic medical treatment of impairment, injury, disease, a healthcare professional trained in methods of treatment and rehabilitation other than the use of surgery. And that, I do not believe, really has a place in the psychedelic experience. Now, I'm not talking about before and after I'm talking about in the middle of it when you've taken seven grams of psilocybin and your world is turned upside down and your mind is being laid out in front of you I don't necessarily think that that is where typical therapeutic practices belong now 
disclaimer, I've worked with a lot of therapists that do absolutely know how to work well in the psychedelic space, but they are not behaving like a therapist in that space. Okay. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. To make. So there's a learning curve. There's a real serious learning curve for Western therapists as they start coming into mm-hmm. the psychedelic space. Yeah. I have seen so many times therapists who see psychedelics as the next big thing in mental health care. And so they come into the psychedelic space and then they, again, they try to apply some kind of like Jungian psychology or some like family constellation work or some kind of, you know, modality that after the experience can be very helpful, but almost never, I mean, very seldomly is talking to someone while they're going through a powerful experience helpful. It's usually just confusing. In a not so good way. Yeah, Uh, no, those are not good chills. Yeah, we've seen some pretty disturbing (laughs) things in the psychedelic support space with people um, who are used to talking through uh like a therapist would and yes Mm -hmm. these have been therapists and researchers mainly who just aren't experienced enough in the space or the ego man i mean or yeah maybe they think they can glean some more information from the person i don't know what's really going on there but well there's a lot of stuff going on there and and again this is this is not to speak generally there's a ton of therapists we have worked with a lot of amazing therapists yeah totally i mean i could i could sit here and list off a number of them um i don't know that that would really be helpful because i don't want that to single out (laughs) the names that i don't (laughs) mention Uh, (laughs) but suffice it to say there are quite a number of therapists out there that are excellent in the psychedelic space but they are not behaving like they do when they are Mm -hmm. working through talk therapy they're allowing you to have your experience which comes to the next more appropriate term and what i have often most often considered myself and how i tried to help the people that i work with understand their role and that is as a facilitator Mm. uh, defined as someone or something that facilitates something especially someone who helps to bring about an outcome such as learning productivity or communication by providing indirect or unobtrusive assistance or supervision Mm. nailed it that's that's getting there that's that's getting there um because so they're, what they're going to do is they're going to set the stage and they're going to get out of the way and they're mm-hmm. just going to be there for whatever support you might need. They're going to wait for you to call on them. And then when they go to you, they're not going to ask you what you need because you're probably going to be so fucking out of your head you don't even know what you need. They're not going to ask you if you're okay. They're going to remind you that you're okay. They're going to see that there's probably nothing that they can do for you other than maybe get a blanket or a glass of water or something like that. And then they're going to just be there with you as the process unfolds. Unobtrusive. I love that. Unobtrusive assistance. That's what it really takes. And, you know, it's like the last time I did a session um, about a month ago, and I I took about a six-month break. I hadn't done any sessions. And then I facilitated one and it really reminded me how subtle your 
involvement is, but at the same time, how essential it is. Mm-hmm. Like the individual that I was I was working with, she said at the end of it, she's she said basically, you know, I just saw you over there meditating. I mostly forgot that you were there, but I knew that you were there if I needed anything. As a facilitator in that space, I it may look like you know I am not necessarily attentive it may look like I'm just meditating but I am I am there with like rapt attention on the individual or individuals that I'm working with Mm. and just exuding a support exuding a constant you are doing so good you're doing so good. I know this is not easy. I know it's not easy what you're going through right now, but you're doing such a good job. And just being that unobtrusive assistance. And it seems like, it's so funny how it seems like such an easy thing to do, but it's really not. It, it takes a real, like I said, subtlety. It takes a real finesse to be able to just kind of be there but to really be there you mm-hmm. know it's like those pillars i love the con the, the concept of a pillar that holds a building up you don't really even notice that a pillar is there yeah until it's gone when i hear people talking about oh i'm planning to have an experience and like my my spouse is gonna sit with me and they've never you know mm. had an experience themselves or sat with anybody but i'm gonna do big dose or something and i just think oh like there's so much skill that goes into that Mm -hmm. uh being a support person i mean i know from from witnessing it uh and having so much respect just watching you and uh retreats over the years but yeah it really is a, a skill that you have to practice that and last, develop uh, that last a lot. session that you were a part of that we mm-hmm. did at Bluefields where they we had that crazy the last oh, dose at yeah. Bluefields right oh I was really grateful that you got to be there you know like that's one of the things in the you know I always want you to be proud of me I always want you to to, to I don't know yeah just be, be proud of me as your husband and uh, that was a very, very challenging, very fucking weird <laughs> that day. That was, was fucking crazy. Yeah. And I think the vast majority of people that w- ha- ha- would have been there would have just, like, not known. I mean, you all didn't know it, dude. Y'all were just like, what the fuck? I'm so glad I, Eric's here. <laughs> yeah, everybody. Like, it, yeah, you get humbled real fast <laughs> in a situation like that. Uh, yeah, I made the mistake of trying to help somebody up who was uh, not in a space to be helped up. (laughs) Well, he was asking you to help him up, right? right? Yeah, he was asking me to take his hand and help him up. Yeah, not, that was not, I was like, uh, sure. Whoa, bad idea. Got pulled down. So. Yeah, it's, uh, it is not, and that's why a facilitator, a, uh, I think this is an important distinction between someone who like knows how to facilitate an experience is someone that's actually had yeah. a lot of experiences. Anybody that's had a lot of psychedelic experiences doesn't want a guide. 
right. anybody that's had a bunch of psychedelic experiences doesn't want someone to therapize them in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. If you've had a bunch of psychedelic experiences, you definitely want someone there even still to help facilitate that experience because you may like, you may need some help. You, there may be some times where just like you can't function and you need someone that's there to be able to just like, you know, there's been times where like, I remember working on the beach one time with this guy and he was just like going through a rebirth, uh, very kind of grueling rebirth. And I just sat there beside him like maybe two feet away for about four hours while he was grunting and growling and going all through the stuff and all i did was move a towel under his face so that he wasn't eating sand the whole time you know and like no matter how experienced you are that can be very helpful to have Mm -hmm. someone kind of facilitate that experience i tried to eat rocks one time and eric kept me from eating rocks well, I just asked you. <laughs> that was really well, what you wanted to be doing. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird space, you all. <laughs> it is weird. You get it real. Yeah, you get but a facilitator is directly involved in the experience, but in a very, very subtle way. Uh, and, and again, it's something that the, the more I do it, the more I find that there are ever more and more subtle ways to be a support for people. So... What is there any other terms that you'd use? It's interesting to me that I've made a bit of a shift and I'm seeing where there is a different role that I've played. I have always kind of cringed at this term of a coach as well. I don't know. When people have talked about life coaches, and this is just my fucking, it's just my ego saying, like, oh, who needs a life coach? Well, the fucking everybody does, actually, if you think about it. You know, we all get in our own way and we all need someone there to support us through this journey but that coach is a facilitator as well and where I think this is a really valuable term and where I think that we will see more and more of this in the psychedelic world is in the fact that a a coach functions not just as a facilitator but as a support before and after the experience. So if you mm. look at, <clears throat> excuse me, like a coach uh, in a sport, the coach preps and trains and helps the, the team mm-hmm. get ready for the big experience, right? Mm-hmm. And then the big experience comes and the coach is kind of sitting on the sidelines cheering mm-hmm. the people on. Mm-hmm. And then if they come in and they're like, okay, what do we do about this? He's like, okay, well, maybe we can do this, mm-hmm. this or that. And then afterwards, the coach is going to help reassess like okay, here's what I saw. Here's what yep. we can do next time differently. Where I, where this is really interesting is that the psychedelic experience, as much as we like to think it is, is not confined to the six to eight hours in which the medicine is having a direct impact. And there's a lot that we could talk about here. That and the many 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 times that you've seen it, I've seen it. People that I've worked with have said, "Holy shit, my trip started three weeks ago." Like something will happen in the direct experience Mm -hmm. or something will occur to them uh, two weeks after the experience and they're like, what is going on here? Mm -hmm. This single experience or this awakening actually started long before I took the medicine. Mm -hmm. 
And so that's why I find it really interesting and really helpful to conceptualize having a support and encouragement before, during, and after the direct experience. Whereas the facilitator, as it is generally understood, the facilitator kind of steps out of the way after the experience. They come in for the main show, and then the main show is through, and they're like, all right, we'll follow up. You know, they maybe do some integration or something later on down the road, but there's no real, real ongoing engagement. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you have a, a coach, it's like with a business coach, you know, they're going to be there helping you prep. You're going to go through whatever the big sale is or the big deal is or the big you know the big big shebang is and then after that they're going to assess that and help you immediately start preparing for the next big go round Mm -hmm. so i love this idea of having and being a psychedelic or entheogen coach because that encompasses what i've always really wanted to do for people and what i think people really really need when working with psychedelics is ongoing support it's not just a big event and then everybody goes home mm-hmm. this is something that is a ongoing part of your life that you can continue to get so much out of if you have someone that's knowledgeable and experienced that can help you really finesse those details out there's been so many times that i've asked somebody just a little question that i've seen you know i've seen their mm-hmm. progress along the way and then Kind of let things go, let things move, and then I'll ask a certain question or point something out, and they're like, holy shit. And Mm -hmm. then it all just, you see it kind of all come together for them right there. And that's such a satisfying thing to, it's like imagining if you were like coaching a team to whatever, what's the sporty sport thing? (laughs) What's the sports Uh, thing? Ice skating. That's not a team. Oh, well, it can be, but. That's fine. You got ice skating and you coach somebody all the way through the big ice skating competition competition, you know and like that that when you when you see someone continue to grow and you can help like just click those little things into place Mm -hmm. where they're like oh yeah okay so then if i do this then this and yeah it's just really rewarding and that's what it's all about and with coaching too like what about setting goals and uh like an action plan do you see that being a oh part absolutely of absolutely coaching with plant medicine yeah absolutely and i mean you know that's the whole notion of intention behind a facilitator or a guide or a therapist and you know that's all it's all important and it's all relevant um but when you get really specific about kind of what you're looking to get out of your work not out of your experience right because your experience you can have these intentions and these goals going into the experience and the experience is going to be whatever it is but if you're working over a longer period and you have a set of goals that you're really trying to work on then you can set these milestones and see the progress along the way it's not it doesn't mean that like there's a lot of pressure when you look at it in terms of you know, the experience has got to produce this result. And that's Mm -hmm. what a lot of people expect. They think they're going to go into uh, a psilocybin experience, for instance, and their goal is to, you know, whatever, alleviate their depression. And they may go into the experience and come out of it with a lot 
you know, maybe more depressed. I've absolutely seen Mm -hmm. that because you get confronted with some of the, you know, the stuff that you're carrying around inside your mind. And that's where having the, again, the long-term support and this kind of eye on the prize kind of thing means that you'll be working towards it over, you know, the long picture and not expecting some kind of immediate result, which is, you know, like we talked in the web bar, that's that's one of the worst things you can do is have a direct expectation of your experience. You can have an expectation of your your long term work. You can expect to find relief from suffering if you've got long term support, mm-hmm. but not if you're just like trying to take mushrooms one time to fix yeah. a problem. Yeah, yeah, that's something I I really like about the program. A 12-week program we've designed <clears throat> with uh, the Thinking Into Results program mm. is like in an ideal situation. If you're planning a uh, plant medicine experience, you can do some preparatory mental housekeeping going into the experience. Really start identifying oh, it's so uh, the paradigms uh, that you know maybe you haven't been aware of or been willing to look at. Uh, go ahead and take a look at those before you get in to uh, the experience with whatever plant medicine it is that you're working with definitely, uh, and, you know, start that priming process. And that way you can glean a lot more perspective coming out and have more clarity. Definitely. Uh, definitely. So just to kind of, just kind of recap here. So your guides are going to take you through the process and they're going to tell you what you need to see and what you need to do. Your therapist is more often than not, and again, we're generalizing here, a good therapist that knows the psychedelic space is not going to therapize you during the experience. They're not going to treat it like a talk therapy session uh, and, you know, questions beg whether or not talk therapy is the most effective way to change our behaviors anyway. A facilitator is going to be somebody that's directly involved with the experience, but they're going to just stay out of the way and then your coach they're going to support you long term outside of the experience inside the experience and going to be a much more immersive uh, and probably much better outcome from that work that you're doing so hope that uh, has been I don't know somewhat valuable to listeners and it's a ongoing conversation uh, Nanda was uh, a little bit <laughs> part of that so thanks for your contributions Ananda she was coach encouraging us along all the way yeah so thanks for joining us today and check out our next episode we're going to be talking about attitude and the beating of the drum
It wasn't just here's how to clean the house. It's here's how to have a successful business. It was 